You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's shameless after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shameless After Show. Welcome, welcome. Ow. I feel I like we know. need a moment of silence before oh, we do this. Yeah, I need to shake it, it off. Shake it off. It was uh, yeah, uh. a deep, deep, deep episode. It was, and here we are for another after show about Shameless, just like Bing, we're doing it, and uh, Shameless, season 2, episode 11, the penultimate, just like the Pilgrims intended, I don't know if they intended that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, what a, what an episode. Uh, well, how about this, before we start the episode, hopefully we'll all collect our thoughts in this, Let, let's just get some managerial type of stuff out of the way. Okay. First off, we've already had Cameron Monaghan come on. We've had Shanola Hampton. We've had um, Zach McGowan. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have another special guest next week. Yes. Dorinda, you want to tell us about that? Uh, it's going to be Laura Wiggins. Uh, she plays Karen. And uh, I think it would be perfect timing for her to come on. <laughs> I, th- I think so. I think so. And so in return for all this great content that we're sharing with you each week, go and rate and comment on iTunes. It takes 15 seconds. Just do it. Why? Just because. Just do it. Just do it. Just like Bing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have that. And uh, also, uh, speaking of uh, After Buzz TV, and why don't we get this out of the way? Uh, I'm holding a book by Maria Menunos. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Life. And uh, in here, she does not teach you how to dance, but she does dance on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And uh, please show your support to AfterBuzz TV by voting for her on Dancing with the Stars. The longer she stays in the competition, the more we can do stuff. You know, you know. Then again, it just brings—I don't know—just the universe. That's how it works. I can't explain it, but Shameless has taught us that the universe works in mysterious ways. Um, and uh, we'll also be talking about in our special segment today about an awesome Shameless book that it's—it doesn't have to do with the actual show Shameless. But if you love Shameless and, and all their actions, you'll love this book. Right, Spicy? <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dorinda actually wanted to talk about this, uh, just because we don't always talk about the... Uh, hey, Philly. Uh, what's up? Prior to you doing all that, I wanted to, of course, uh, encourage and thank the people that are writing on our iTunes page. We got a lot of people making comments about what we're doing here uh, at AfterBuzz, uh, but specifically like the Shameless After Show, because you guys understand this show... Is really like no other show out there, and we've been getting a lot of comments, we've been getting a lot of uh, ratings on the iTunes page, and on YouTube also. So I've been communicating with a lot of Shameless fans, and I mean, this episode right here, I mean, when when, when, when she says, uh, Monica says, I, I don't want to be me anymore, like just the lines that you get on this show, the passion that you get on this show, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty cool for us to see everyone on iTunes support us, and it's important that you do that too, because that helps us out. That's right. We uh, would appreciate that. Greatly. <laughs> and uh, so, Dorinda, you want to talk about the music um, of this episode, and uh, I wanted to broaden that out to just talk about the technique of how they tell their story. But you, go ahead and talk about the music. Yeah, tonight it was really interesting. I mean, it always, the music is always important, but tonight I felt like that was one of the characters mm-hmm. in the show because every. Everything that was played tonight set up every scene, even the music, like the ominous music. And when it came to Monica, especially with Monica, the music set everything up for you. And it made you, for certain scenes, anticipate what was going to happen. Or I know for me, it gave me like a sense of like, oh, this is just not going to be good. Yeah. And that's the way I felt about it. And uh, the song at the end, which is by, oh, it's Get on the Road by Tired Pony. Mm-hmm. 
that was it was it was great because it just explained that whole episode and how Lip was I'm probably jumping ahead, but how he was running from, you know, everything and Frank on the curb, you know, falling asleep on the curb. It just everything. I thought the music tonight, hands down, whoever does the music for the show, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Bravo. It's yeah, it actually the music really got me emotional tonight it felt like a you know it felt like a movie right spicy definitely felt like a movie there was a couple times i turned over and dorinda was uh wiping some tears yeah. away <laughs> but i was right there with her wiping away was, too yeah there was there were moments tonight yeah i, I mean, might even tear up tonight <laughs> i mean sometimes you just need a deeply depressing like show or episode and, and this mm-hmm. was this was that episode it really was well you know if for shameless you can't stay happy for too long if there's mm-hmm. any positive moments any moments of strength it's going to be instantly interrupted by some tragedy or depressing moment yeah yeah we can almost anticipate that every <laughs> every and five yet, minutes and yet they interspersed what, what i love about it they interspersed humor in the sadness too well, yeah, that I think that's just... Which is shameless. Yeah, it's shameless and brilliant writing. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. When you can do what these writers do, it's unbelievable. And have the cast that really brings it to life. Yeah. I, uh, it's just... it's. During, yeah. I'm such a, a shameless fan as well. And uh, during the show, I ask uh, Dorinda, I know she's got a, a background in filmmaking, and I say, what... What what is that sequence? Or you know, I was trying to get like the uh, essence, the meat and potatoes of what we were actually looking at. And she goes, Ronnie, that's just it's just good. I was just trying to like explain what it was with the music and this scene and the cuts and the edits. And she was like, it's just good. I mean, there was nothing to be said other than that it was it was fantastic. Yeah, and it was the setup, the way they did that, like with everything, the editing tonight, and I thought the way they were just setting it up and the way it was so choppy, and they were giving you what real life is is choppy, it's hard, and they were just. You know, it, it wasn't smooth. I think the technique, I mean, um, more so than other episodes, was kind of more like a Requiem for a Dream. Okay. It was like that movie, you know, um, where obviously that that um, film deals with drug addiction and depression mm-hmm. and all, you know, kind of very, very sad things until eventually just all the characters go downhill. Yeah. Kind of like this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, as far as the song we're listening to, as she said, Tired Pony, Get on the Road, uh, I thought that was one of those big moments, but also the time where Lip had to speak with uh, Mandy and he wanted to make that tape for his newborn child. And All right, did- we're going to get there. Ronnie yeah. doesn't no, 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 no. get to see the boy. No. Well, I, I won't get into detail. And, and- I was just going to say this. I'll just say this. I thought that music sequence was also really good, too, and very passionate. That's where we decided that we have to bring up the music because it's selling this show in a real way. I just get into it, Phil. Back to you, brother. All right. Um, well, let's, uh, you know, let's... Let's jump right into it. Um, let's jump in with Steve and Hanna, uh, and Marco and Estefi. Is it what? Estefania. Estefania. Why can't we just call her the Brazilian? Now that Shinola was on here last week, I feel like I have to call her by her character name, even though she's the Brazilian chick. <laughs> yeah, but you can call her Esti. Everybody's calling her Esti. That's easier. See, there yeah, you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, you know, so I'm glad we kind of, you know, in terms of there was so much stuff that happened in this episode. So I'm glad they, you know, they didn't spend too much time on it. They they did just enough to wrap it up and give us conclusion on that. Yeah, which was smart. Well, <laughs> it's it's really intense. Like I'm watching, and I was thinking that it was the season finale while I'm watching. I forgot mm-hmm. that we have more coming up, mm-hmm. and people on the the shameless hashtag are are tweeting the exact same thing. They're like, this episode was so like just packed it with so much stuff. Well, we'll definitely do predictions for what the hell they could possibly do. Um, but I mean, uh, in terms of in terms of wrapping that whole storyline, you know, how funny was it to? As soon as they pick them up, they're already in the car, going at doing it. the do. <laughs> well, one thing that we anticipated was Marco coming back. So mm-hmm. very excited to see his hot body on this episode, and that he was reunited with his true love, because we know if Marco gets to be with Estefania, that means that Fiona and Steve finally get to get together. Yeah. And they, they did kind of wrap that up. So Marco uh, Marco comes, and then Steve kicks out Lip, which obviously that drives Lip's storyline forward, because it mm-hmm. brings him closer with Mandy. But then I love when Steve, you know, he knocks on the, who the hell is that? And then there's Steve and Fiona face to face. Oh, and a thank you kiss. <laughs> it's a pretty good thank you kiss. Every time they see each other, it's this passionate, intense kiss. Mm-hmm. And then they don't go, like, to third base. It's third base, right, when you guys finally do it? 
Is no, third it's base. Fourth. Oh, fourth base? Yeah, that's home, <laughs> that's home called, run. It's, it's called I've home been run. stopping at third base this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they keep setting up. We, kept, we keep thinking, you know, they're in, in the passion of the moment and it's going to go further. And Fiona always puts a stop to it. Like, oh, I just wanted a kiss. Well, was it was it her that put a stop to it? Or did he kind of push it away and then rethink it? No, she stopped no, it. No, yeah, she stopped it because he's like, well, can we... Well, can she, we... Says, she says to him, thank you or something like that. What was she saying thank you to? Thank you oh, for kicking just, out lip. Oh, oh yeah, that. for kicking out lip. Yeah. That was the whole thing. That's right. Yeah, I, I guess looking back on it, that makes sense. Because at first I thought she was, it was Steve who pushed her away. Yeah. Which wouldn't no. make sense. No, yeah, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it was one of those, like, because he, he wanted to go upstairs. He said, should we go upstairs? Well, I got that after. I, I thought, you know, he was trying to slow it down and then be like, all right, let's go upstairs and... and you know, making her work for it. Well, good thing they stopped because their parents were right underneath. Uh, the they don't care about that. I don't. They, yeah, uh, yeah she, this is the least of their worries. She was no. Monica was not in a place to even notice anybody was there. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, you know, just in speaking about that, not not to go too far into it, I like how Steve does notice because obviously in that moment it, it settles that oh, um, you know, there's someone watching, but it also sets up for what will later happen when he's taking care of her. Yeah. You know, in, mm-hmm. the, um, in the kitchen. But uh, I, I like them together. And well, what did you guys think of, you know, uh, let's call him Jimmy now. It's time, as he it, says, you know, mm-hmm. call me by Jimmy. Well, that was a big transition. It, it was appropriate because Marco's back. And so because he was threatening his life, he was able to give his identity away. And so how smart is that and how convenient is that that you can just change your identity in a blink of an eye because you have a passport for someone that's not your real actual name. So you can just give it away and now be your actual self. You yeah. have yourself to fall back on. But it's also very – I mean it's – it's uh, from that perspective, it's – obviously it makes sense. But in the symbolic sense, it makes – you know, now he's told the truth. Now he can finally be He has a clean slate. Like, yeah. So I like that. And, and obviously he's bringing the tur- – he's now the provider. This is true. He yeah, did, he did. He yeah, he did. I mean, I know turkey. some people at home were probably grossed out as I was if they were really going to eat that bald eagle. But times are tough. I know, you know, economy's bad, but you can't just eat a bald eagle. Kudos, kudos to Kevin for being like, we're not wasting this bald eagle. I mean, they really stuffed it. They were about to eat a bald eagle. <laughs> and I like how they, you know, uh, how long do you cook it for? Well, a turkey is a minute per pound. <laughs> Is that even true, by the way? Like, how- no, it's. I think it's an hour per pound. I I've done it before. I've cooked. I've cooked one of those massive things, and it's an hour per pound. Though, if you do it in the bag, it's a little different. But they were doing it regularly, so it's like an hour per pound. So I don't know how big that thing was. I don't even know if that's right. Then what does that take? If you have a three pound turkey, that takes three hours. That seems like a lot. Well, yeah, because it has to roast and everything like that. I, I've done it a few times. All right, I'm gonna Ronnie. <laughs> I'm going to subside with the women. Are you cool with that? I don't know how, you know, I'm not going to argue them on how long it takes to cook. Those pretty ladies, I would say don't (laughs) argue them. So you let them be and then you just go sit over there and talk shameless. Fair enough. Um, That's my rule. There you go. Um, I'm trying to, what's our second topic? Why can't I read this? Well, Frank. But, well, um, just in terms of Steve, not to, um, you know, I, I, I like how he did really step up and things like that. Anything else on Steve that you guys want to add? Um, no, I thought like tonight, Steve, I was happy. I was mm. happy the way it was and the way it ended up. And I was, we'll talk about everything else that happened, but he was there and he was there when he needed to be there. And let me ask this. Why, why didn't he kick out lip sooner? You know, now that Marco's back, that's when he did it. Why not sooner? You know, that's what Fiona wanted all along. But Go ahead. no, I was I just don't think that that would have gotten him anything like it because in all actuality, it wasn't that she really wanted her brother to be out on the street. She just wanted him to come home. Yeah. And so that wouldn't have gotten the end result or her goal accomplished had he kicked him out any sooner. And he needed him in a way to trace Marco. He didn't have the resources. He couldn't speak Portuguese. And Lip was playing Inspector Gadget over there. So he was him. selfish. He was more useful than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100% on that one. That's yeah, he needed Lip because he would have been he would have never known anything. And but, at the end of the day, he really didn't kick Lip out. There was no kicking of Lip out. It was that Marco was going to shoot you and you <laughs> let him have the house and your identity. And yeah. they left both together. It wasn't Lip get out of here. He just presented that to Fiona for convenience when he saw her. 
Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, if you really want to appease Fiona, why not have a heart-to-heart moment with Lip and say, hey, you got to come back? Um, she's. I think this, it has to do with pride, though. Mm-hmm. I think she's hoping that he realizes and uh, the the loyalty of the family on his own. Mm-hmm. I think that she wants him to come back. But I think. And see but I, th- I think Steve could wrong. do that. You know, that's not Fiona. If, if Steve had that, Jimmy. I'm going to call him Jimmy. <laughs> I'm going to try to call him Jimmy. I'm pro- I'm going to mess up like 800 times. But um, if Jimmy had told Lip, hey, you know, you should come back. I know, you know, uh, feelings might be hurt or whatever. I know you have a lot of pride. She has a lot of pride. But just do it. You guys need each other. If he would have told Lip that? Yeah. He well, has been telling Lip, like, to ex- exactly just that. You need mm-hmm. to be at home. You need to go back to school. Lip's not listening to anybody but himself. Lip, This is Lip's selfish season. Yes. It certainly is. Yeah, because when they were sitting at the bar, didn't he say that to her, him? And Steve and Lip were sitting yeah, at the bar? Yeah, he's been encouraging yeah. him. And and unfortunately, he couldn't just be cold or stern as Kevin and uh, V could. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, but I think, I think you know, there's still, I believe deep down there, there was a way to really hammer it home for him. For Lip? From Jimmy to Lip, yes. But... You know, I guess whatever may happen. I mean, I don't really see Lip um, or I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't see Steve or anyone other than maybe Kevin as a father figure on the show for yeah. Lip. And mm-hmm. Lip has a mind of his own. And yeah. just like he told Fiona, you can't tell you can't give a teenage boy ultimatums. So yeah. what could he have said that would have drove Lip home any sooner? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just again, it's just the thought. But. Uh, let's get on to Frank, who's equally, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to say equally. He's more selfish. That, for me, um, the pivotal thing was when, when Monica's on the ground and he just turns and leaves. That is the epitome of Frank to me because, it, you know, uh, in any, whether TV show or film, you show your true colors in, in. Crises. Yeah. Yes. And that's what he showed. Then he didn't give a F. And no. Are we disagreeing right now with uh, <laughs> with Phil well, on that? Maybe I don't think I don't think that he didn't give a f about it. Or I think that's what Frank does. Like that, he doesn't know how to confront a situation, and when it gets deep like that, when it becomes traumatic, Frank is like a little boy in that sense, and he's never grown up. I Does he love Monica? Yes, I. that's for sure. You've seen those beautiful little moments they had together. Especially in this episode. Yeah, in this, yeah, there were some really, really genuine moments with them. But when it came down to it, he doesn't want to see that side. Even with his mother, remember his mother? He left Sheila to take care of it, even though he did care about his mother because we saw those moments too. He's very emotional. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's can... in those moments when you just... Do you do what's necessary? If you really love for her, some, it doesn't matter. For some people, there's only two. There's only two options in 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 life. There's fight or flight, and people usually don't have both in them. There's mm-hmm. so what with Frank, we see oftentimes it's flight. He doesn't know how to stay around for any crisis in any situation where responsibility is required. We already know that we can't depend on him. So in this particular situation, he's seeing somebody who he's absolutely in love with commit suicide or attempt to commit suicide and he has no idea in any situation like that what to do so the only thing that he knows is to run from the pain and the fear and right i know that i know that's habit mm-hmm. it's become habit but again that's when you know if that's why i think as much as he says he loves monica and he's going to be shook by this that that was your moment of redemption how so that's when you just go you know what, like, hey, Monica, you know, let's fight through this. Like, get me, a, you know, like Steve was doing. Get me an effing towel right now. Let's do it. Come on, call. Fiona, get on the phone. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know if that's even in Frank's character, though. But yeah, I know, but, but you, it, again, you know, we have characteristics, and his characteristic has always been that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he he flees. But then that was his one chance to, again, that was his moment of redemption. True, but people are creatures of habit. And... It's. I don't think Frank is ever going to change. To be honest with you, and this is not. This is definitely not going to be one of those situations that was even going to change him. And I think Frank is in such a place that he's never going to change, no matter how much he loves someone. And I think that's what it was showing right. us tonight. No matter how much he loves someone, he's still not going to be the person to be there for. 
And to, to me, it almost seemed like it wasn't even as much thought as what Phil's talking about. It didn't seem like he gave it that much. He just walked away. He maybe is he trying to take it. Yeah, he yeah. maybe is trying to be that good person like you're talking about. And that's his moment. But he didn't give it a, a second thought to do. He ran and he ran quick and he didn't even acknowledge it. It's not in his character, as you said, you know, is, is sort of how I see it. Well, in, in addition to that. Ronnie, he also had just said, okay, let's get her some medication. So that was his his first moment the entire season of him being selfless for Monica because he knows that she needs those meds and he has kept her from those because he knows she's she's different when she's off of them or when she's on them. And so he's finally saying, okay, let's give it to her. I know it's going to change things, but you know what? I love her. And it was too late. So it was almost as if that was his punishment for having not done it sooner. And I definitely loved that it all happened on this episode because as Dorinda was talking about, yeah, the way that they showcase their love, I had even said, uh, because I haven't followed up on every season one episode, I was like, wow, was Monica, you know, that much into the season one? And she hadn't been in the the series, but she's very important for the series right now and, and showing uh, Frank's other side. I mean, this was like the most emotional episode I've ever seen, and stuff like that really, uh, m- you know, brought that to life. You know, so I don't, I don't mind that he ran away. It did suck. His character's, you know, poor, but that's that's Frank for you. That's his shameless style. Yeah, and it gave room for Steve to buck up, and he yeah. he just took control and he did what he had to do, and he stepped up. As I don't want to say it, but almost like the man of the house, mm-hmm. and like really took care Even of it. Kevin all. was freaked out. Every yeah. single person standing there was yeah, but, freaked but out. Kevin didn't run. You no, know what I mean? no, it's but just as bad standing there and doing nothing and watching it happen. Crime, if you see a victim, if you see anything, standing there and watching is just as bad as running. I agree, but that you know, again, I, I'm, I'm just angry because you know, as you guys said, that is Frank, and now in my mind, there's no going back against that. That's you know if. That was his moment where he could have he could have gone back on everything and he could have showed that you know what deep down he really is a good person, but he fled. Well, if you if you see Monica this entire season, she's been all sweet and trying to get back in everybody's good graces, but she mm-hmm. fled as well. She abandoned them when they were children, so she's done the exact same thing in this family. But what I found was interesting was how just the prior episode she stole from everyone and they hated her guts and then the following morning which we see on this episode they're all like mommy mommy here's some toast uh let's go out tonight i mean you see them wanting to get back in her good graces and making sure that she's okay and she just committed a crime against her own family well uh well first off i want to uh is it was it literally the next day because uh you know in the course of the season you know we've obviously spanned months so I don't know if it was exactly the I next mean, day, right? I mean, even if it was the same week, this woman still stole from you and she's yeah. sleeping in yeah. the bed where you left her. No, I get that. I But I think they've kind of gotten accustomed to it, like with Frank, where, okay, you know, um, yeah, she's still from us, but now she's kind of living here and, you know what, we, you know, she's here, so we have to kind of take care of her by default. That's, we as the Gallaghers do, we just take care of each other, for better uh, or for worse. I, and not that... Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just going back on that scene because what you guys uh, what you're saying now brought me to the idea of let's not even just talk about Frank and him watching you know the Kevin not doing anything and Steve stepping up as the man of the house. Um, you had Deb you know while she's watching. I mean this scene was so good. That's why that music really hit. That's why we all did have tears while we're watching. Um, you know Steve had his role to step up and be the man of the house. You had Deb. I think her the emotions that I read when I watched her were she knew what the depression was. She was learning. You know she mm-hmm. had Googled. Uh, mm-hmm. You know binged out all that information. You know what the depression bipolar. Um, I thought you also had Ian who really had been trying to reconnect with his mom. So that's why that scene was so good. And then just the culmination of it all was just you know Frank leaving. But I, I mean I thought that was one of the best things we've seen on Shameless this season for sure. Uh, yeah, and going back to even the beginning of the episode. When Deb goes in there, of course, it would be Deb the first person to go in there to try to comfort her, give her breakfast and coffee or whatever. And then, you know, she's visibly upset when she comes downstairs. And then the comment is made, well, if Lip was here, Lip would know what to do. And then Ian tries to take the reins for Lip's position and goes upstairs and does it, which because he's now trying to do what Lip did. Yeah. And... Even Ian coming down and just like feeling defeated because they couldn't do anything to help their mom. Yeah, and also I, uh, an interesting scene too with Frank was when he confronts Sheila about this whole thing. Remember, he sneaks into the house. Oh yeah. 
and then she notices him and and then again this is this is why Frank had Frank has the ability to to not give enough yeah. and there's one of those moments where you know he gets mad at her he totally flips on her and says how could you do this to me <laughs> you're the one who left Frank let's be real and then yeah. Well, he was well, being manipulative, so obviously, so that he can get drugs. Yeah. He does. I don't think he really sincerely loves. But again, Sheila. if you can no. do those things, that that that's why that's why it angers me about Frank is if you can do those things and then you can't do the one thing that could have redeemed everything about you. Why do you think that that would have redeemed him though? I'm not quite understanding that because there is no redemption. Frank is in awful person i i completely agree but then again now the one thing you cared about you just you just scurried off like a coward well you see him earlier dragging her out of bed for for them to be able to go to his brother's house Mm -hmm. and she's obviously depressed she needs her medication so i don't think that this was a here, let me try to redeem myself. This was another selfish moment where he was only thinking about self, and that I know, he didn't want to see I know see he wasn't like thinking that. about redemption, things like that. But I think you know, um, you guys agree that he genuinely does love her. He definitely yeah. loves her. So again, you know, but sometimes we hurt the people that we love as well, or we don't even know how to appreciate the love that we have, and yeah. that's why people break up and there's mm-hmm. divorces is because you can love somebody and still mistreat them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is it? What's the saying? You hurt the ones you love the most. And I mean, it happens constantly. I just think like even though when he they went to Clayton's house and he reject Clayton rejects Monica and then she falls to the ground and won't get up. And Frank goes to her rescue and he, she's like, well, he doesn't want me. And what did she think? He thinks I'm ugly. Yeah, he thinks I'm <laughs> like old hag or something. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. And then Mon and then. You know, he's there to say, no, you're beautiful. You're, you know, all these things. And it's obvious that he loves her. Yeah. We see the love. Yeah. But he's just a coward. You can't change that characteristic of it. He is just, he was a coward since he was little. Even his mom said so. Yeah. I mean, he is a product of mm-hmm. the, the Gallagher family and name. And so it would just, I, w- I would have been very surprised if Frank would have done anything. And that's, there you go. That's a good word for it. Surprising. I would have yeah. liked that surprise. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say about that anymore. Uh, but in terms of Monica, um, I knew. Did, did, did you guys know that she was going to do that? Or like you, you knew that she, there was a bad thing coming? Right? Yeah. yeah. In our after best predictions, yeah. we said that she might possibly kill herself. Yeah. We thought that there was going to be a gunshot because we saw the gun earlier with Carl. Yeah. And I, what I can't believe is the entire family allowing Carl to have that gun in the house well, and playing the end, with it the way he was. No, well, they took away the bullets and everything after that. He after the ball, still has a gun in his hand. Like, he can't get a bullet from uh, little Hank. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Not that bullet. I cannot believe, and and they didn't even question whose gun it was. I mean, that could, that it was that was obviously a a shameless moment once again. Them applauding him using a rifle. You know. They 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 agreed to their uh, Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But Only on it, shameless yeah. folks. <laughs> but can, it, does that go for like a ten-year-old? Ah, uh, why not? <laughs> Frank would think so. Oh, you God. know what the problem with this country is? He'd say it like that. Oh, That's when he starts true. his rants at the bar, he yeah. definitely would have. <laughs> so, um, but I just knew as soon as. As soon as uh, Monica looked at Ian and said, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, we knew something yeah, was I'm that. going to yeah. wash my hands. And, and, and just the fact it. that she even said that, you you knew that, yeah. you know, she was basically saying, like, I hope someone actually cares about me, you know? I think there was deeper meaning. I don't know what exactly it was, but I think just by telling Ian, she wanted some sort of reaction. Well, yeah, and I mean, she's sick. She's really, she's really is a sick human, you know, she is sick and with that disease as high as you get the lows are so much lower and so it would make sense that she was at such a low and she's around all this goodness but she just can't feel any of it and the prediction not the prediction but what she said to frank is i what was it i don't I haven't read. Ronnie said it earlier. It was uh, I don't want to be me anymore. I don't want to be no. me anymore. Like it didn't matter how good any of this was ever going to be. She was def- she was going to do that. She had a plan and she was going to stick to but it. But even in her sanity, she doesn't want to be her anymore yeah. because when she is on her meds, she leaves the family that she 
loves supposedly right now mm-hmm. behind for another life. She just claims her entire family and abandons them. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, that's you know Frank's biggest fear. But at the same time, for her as a as a sane person to be able to do that, let alone with a sickness, I mean, it was just Monica's a trip. And, and I definitely thought she nailed that. You know, it was very authentic. I don't want to be me anymore. I mean, yeah. it's just you felt the passion. I feel like a lot of people suffer from you know either a, a strong or a mild case of depression. I've had some issues myself, and just when I watched that, I, like that was my moment of being like, wow, I am literally you know my heart's beating you know watching this show because it felt so real. You are looking at these characters, and you you just are so involved in their lives i mean today was just something else and monica i'm glad we're getting to see these aspects of her well chloe webb is just a she's brilliant i i love her i've followed her career for so long since i was a kid and her is her just like joan cusack and all of them it's just so natural and so it's real yeah you know and and i also like the juxtaposition with um little debbie saying i feel depressed you know and Mm -hmm. uh, to that point like you don't really know what depressed means. Yeah. And it's also the fear of, you, you know, if you're so young, you could, you have so much ahead of you to feel so depressed so about. Can I, can I <laughs> piggyback off something which, which you said there uh, reminded me of Debbie. It's funny because we do talk about how Carl and Debbie are young and they're impressionable and everything that they see, but yet they see these crazy scenes. They see so much and you always have to see their reaction to that. Well, Debbie... She's going through a lot. So she sees the depression. She relates to it or feels like, I don't know, do I have it? Also, we noticed that when the old guy died, you know, the old person uh, died when she was with V. She gets very wor- worried and scared. So I just think her character growing in the future is just going to be so interesting. See, I can't even put it to well, words because so it's that. she's so impressionable, too. Yeah. She absorbs everything. She's like a sponge. And yeah. so every, it's, it's almost like she's connected to every single person. And Deb, and Deb loves very hard as well. So mm-hmm. for her to be seeing all this, I mean, she's taking it all in, and she's yeah. getting diagnosed <laughs> or well, getting advice. And from that's the thing we, 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 we see. We see we, that was crazy. We see it as you know, yeah, they are tough because the Gallaghers have to take things that other ten-year-olds, other eight-year-olds, right. other, others, mm-hmm. you know, people in their classrooms don't have to deal with what the Gallaghers deal with at, at the house. Mm-hmm. And we're always like, oh, that makes Deb tougher or more knowledgeable, or you know, Carl's is more of a badass because of it. There are times in this show where you see them both as children, like, what in the world is going on? And, yeah, going off that scene about the naked guy, I was really hoping he wasn't going to rape her because he was naked and he was homeless and they were talking about emotions. I couldn't do it. I had to duck out. Well, (laughs) that was was a sick and twisted scene. But that's like their everyday life. I mean, they've had whores living in that house. They've had illegal immigrants, you know, pregnant illegal immigrants living in that house. Everything that they see. So, and a homeless guy, you know, homeless people taking baths in their pools. I mean, to them, that's like everyday life. So, I mean, I know that you said that and we had to, I think we had to rewind that. Yeah. Yeah, we had to, because we weren't sure what was said. But it was I never thought anything like it because I was like, oh, that's like their or- normal everyday life. Unaffected. She yeah, was there was nothing like talking yeah. to them like normal. <laughs> and she said, well, if you put your if you put your pants on, I'll talk to you. <laughs> but she knew enough to tell him that with yeah. the clothes on. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, even her and Carl when they were looking on the computer because she who was it that said she's always on the computer? Was oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. always is. She research. She looks up every single thing. Yeah, she things every single everything, thing. Everything, everything. And uh, Carl goes to her. Well, you must be getting your period. Then, like, it's he goes. Don't wear white pants for a while. And like on and on and on when they start talking about depression, because in his head, this is what brings on depression. But she's like, guess what? I'm getting my period. She's so impressionable. Yeah. She, she's like, okay, takes everything. Or she's she's just a believer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of been the theme of this whole season is parent. Um, parenthood, passing on, you know, the yeah. uh, the traits of the young and the old and things like that. So I'm with Ronnie. I, I fear for little Debbie in the future. I I mean, I think we're all on that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she is, as you said, impressionable. And I think she really just wants to see the good in everybody. And I don't think anyone takes her seriously either. What do you mean? They don't, you, you know, they're kind of concerned with the bigger um, issues of the family. Whereas, like, Debbie and Carl... Carl doesn't really need attention. Mm-hmm. You know, Carl just wants, like, his guns and things like that. And so, he, you know, he, he makes himself heard in that way. But, um, you know, with Debbie, I don't think they give her as much time as she really needs. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Well, they give her to yeah, talk about stuff. Yeah, they give her a lot of responsibility. She doesn't have a normal childhood, so she doesn't get an opportunity to just be a kid. Well, yeah, and it also might be the theory of, I don't know, let's say you're uh, an elementary school student and all the bad kids, they got all the attention, always got to the, go to the principal and the counselors or whatnot. But if you were just a regular student, you really didn't get much attention. So what I'm saying is with Carl, everyone's looking at Carl and they will guide him because they know he is going down a destructive path. With Debbie, she steps up, she rises to the occasion, so she's so wonderful, you kind of tell yourself... Um, as That's like, true. yeah, you tell yourself as as all the people, as V, the neighbor, as um, you know, as Steve, everyone who's like taking care of Debbie, they kind of look at her like, well, she'll be okay. I right. mean, they know she's got issues, but Carl's the one you have to really worry about killing somebody. Well, and it's this, <laughs> it's the thing about uh, coming from a big family. And, you know, you have the ones that have the troubles and you have the ones that don't and you don't not that you don't love them anymore or any less, but you're like, oh, I don't have to worry. And so you don't do it purpose. You don't do it purposely. It's done unpurposely. You kind of don't pay as much attention to them because you think that they're fine. Yeah. And you don't know that anything's boiling over. Yeah. Mm hmm. I agree. Well, certainly boiling over is a lip. Yes. And I was wrong in this prediction. I, I thought the pregnancy would be the season finale. I was wrong, fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll admit. But gladly, I'll, I'll admit. And when, uh, uh, V was in here the other day, we predicted that it was going to be, um, or Shinola, when she was in here the other day, we predicted that the baby, well, I did, that the baby was going to be black. And one of being Asian, so I was wrong in that prediction as well. <laughs> so I mean, poor Lip. I'm so sorry. We, we. I mean, we, regardless, this was another scene where we got to see him really be hurt and affected because he was just so looking forward to having this child, and we got to see him actually step up and say that he's not going to be Frank and he's not going to be, you know, like the Gallagher family is going to mm -hmm. try to take care of it if she'll give him an opportunity. And Karen just kept rejection, 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 and then once again he got slapped in the face. He didn't. Oh, I, oh, I know we're having her on the show, but oh, tonight, oh, I just wanted to strangle her. I don't even care. Her feet were still in stirrups. I wanted to strangle her. Well, she's very cold-hearted. I mean, I've, I and I yeah. mean, she has no soul. She was calling her mom a bitch during, like, "Shut up, bitch." I mean, it was and, her pregnancy. Well, yeah, I mean, I when you're no, going through that. the throat, <laughs> when you're going through the throws of it happening, there's certain yeah. things I that you have to get like. Pretty evil when they're giving <laughs> no. labor. But then, um, but then she's. She, I forget the line she exactly said, but she was just so hard. Oh, I, to paraphrase it, it's when uh, I slept with. The Asian kid, as much as I slept with you. Timmy Wong. Is it Tim Wong? Wait, I have it written down somewhere. It's okay. It, well, basically, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's the Asian kid that yeah, she slept yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. as many times as the lip. And yeah. to throw that in his face right then and there. Yeah. No. Yeah. He made a videotape. I thought that was so endearing. I mean, he really just he he was he wanted to have a say in who the child went to. So he was very picky and selective about the parents. Mm -hmm. And then for it to come to the moment and it wasn't his child was devastating. Did you guys sort of feel like that was going to happen though? I know we oh, didn't. Yeah. I know yeah. we didn't predict it. You knew it was gonna be something yeah. with the baby, but you knew it wasn't gonna happen. And especially you see the one scene, and again, it was quite the scene. He was trying to make a uh, a tape for his unborn child, and Mandy decided to give him some uh, extra downstairs attention. <laughs> uh, but but then we did see a, a scene later on, and he was just adamant about making this tape. And that's when I had told Dorinda, I'm like, wow, the way they shot this, and the cuts, and the edits, and the music, and everything. It was just so fantastic. Um, I just really liked that aspect. So in my mind, I was like, I think this is going to end bad before it ends good. I didn't know if the baby well, was yeah. going to yeah. die. Yeah. Or I didn't know. Care, somebody suggested Karen. I was maybe? throwing out everything. I was like, okay, the baby's going to be dead. Um, okay, we're going to find out it's Frank's. Okay, the baby's going to be black. And it's well, <laughs> yeah. Asian with Down syndrome. Maybe we're holding it upside down. That was Here's what I will say, you know, just to not, not to dwell too much into it, but it just goes to show how positive Kevin really is. You know, he always tries to make yes, the best of the situation. Yes. Maybe it's upside down. And see, I had predicted, too, that they were going to try to adopt the baby, uh, Kevin and V, because uh, Karen didn't want it, but it wasn't. They were going to give it to another couple, so I was wrong on that prediction, too. <laughs> well, it was the thing, which I thought was interesting to have... I don't know. Do they really? I mean, let that many people in the room when you're no, absolutely. Yeah, not. I think it's like 
two people. You're allowed to have like two people. Yeah, no hospital. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, we're dealing with the Gallagher's here. Yeah, I know. Well, and also that was the Gallagher's. Uh, what what a scene that was. You have them downstairs uh, with with Monica, and oh, by the way, lips upstairs with Karen. I mean, it's just like the Gallagher's in that city. They just do their own thing. I mean, so really, it didn't. I mean, it, it went from the matter. depression of them being in the room with uh, or waiting in the waiting room. Uh, for their mother who just tried to commit suicide to them running upstairs and cheering for the baby's birth. It was like a complete different shift. You know, and I don't but have the exact I, I don't Oh, sorry, Phil. I don't have the exact quote, but it is worth talking about when she was talking about Mother Nature. Oh, <laughs> that was oh, hilarious. What is, mother <laughs> Nature's vagina isn't getting stretched out. It was something like that. Okay, it was about Mother Nature and, <laughs> instead of getting a C-section. So the mom, you know, oh, and Jane Cusack was playing an amazing character. Of course, as yeah. Sheila, you know, just being like, it's yeah. okay, baby. You know, oh, it was incredible. Yeah, Joan so, Cusack so, is amazing. So and Zach was great too with his oh his oh. line yeah yeah the, you're talking yeah. about that line oh yeah she what did she, he say like, oh well well one of his lines was she was like this is I don't want my vagina to be stretched out don't worry it's already pretty big <laughs> it's been stretched out for some time I mean this show right here is just well I love the fact that that. <laughs> That him and Sheila finally came out the closet. Like Jody and Sheila are now able to be together because Karen gave them permission in a, in a way. And so I thought that was pretty adorable. That and dysfunctional at the same time. That mm-hmm. Karen's like, "Yeah, go ahead, mom. You can have him. Take him off my hands." Yeah. They finally get to be out. How about he got <laughs> when he got out of the out of the tent? <laughs> and he's wearing a, a snuggie with all peace sign like peace signs on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I found that really. But he was really though. excited to be able to come yeah, inside, and then so he looks excited. at Sheila, and he's like gleaming. They were so yeah. smitten. Like it's giddy. Like he was really giddy. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was what did you your guys' take on Mindy and Lip together? And it started off the, the first scene of them together was when she's giving him a blowjob, right, and saying like, "This is our third time. That means something." <laughs> And that's a great rule, by the way. I like that. Well, yeah, but I think <laughs> what? Uh, what I think it's setting. Rule? I think it's setting it up for something else. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. because she, knowing what is going on with her and her dad and all that stuff, I think this is just setting it up for something that's just not going to be good. I really do, because you know she will have the neediness to want to be with someone to have someone love her. Mm-hmm. And when she, her saying, "Well, this is the third time we've done this, and you need to make a decision now." Well, how know. do we even know that it's not Lip's baby? Because yes, her father was sleeping with her at the same time, but she didn't get a, a, a diagnosis before. I mean, there's no way for you to really tell until the baby's born. So it could mm-hmm. still be Lips. We don't know for sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, I think Lip's taken such a beating already that I I don't think it's going to go that far. I think uh, it, you know obviously that whole thing will be resolved in some sort of way. But I I think in terms of Lip, it served as a way to push him back to Karen and ultimately decide like y- you know if there was a choice between Karen and Mindy and things like that, he obviously went with Karen because you know he said f you when they were robbing the um, store. And then he went to Karen, and now the whole point is his world is shattered. You know, he he gave up on Mindy, fully committed to Karen, and Karen punched him in the dick. But I don't think he was ever. I don't even think. He, well, I don't think he ever even considered Mindy as even an option. Yeah, but I, he think, I think no, that was. I, I think that was just kind of some self-deprecation in the meantime. I don't think. But he could have. Uh, she's pregnant by her father. That right yeah. there is sick. And he should have stayed the hell away from yeah, her. Yeah. Well, Karen. But he has nowhere to go. It, how only, sick is Karen? Karen slept yeah. with his dad. But he's using her for a place to stay. And he knows in the process he's going to have to be intimate with her. I don't think he really has any desire for her whatsoever. Yeah. And I think, you know, he it's it's, it's going to ruin a lot of things. It's going to ruin Ian and Mandy's uh, friendship, I think. And he's not thinking, but he's just looking to think of a of a place to sleep. Because he his pride is still saying, I'm not going home. I am not going home. And you know he doesn't care about her when you leave the pregnant woman in the getaway car. That And, and th- that was him just, that was once again, fight or flight. He runs from the situation just like his father because no, he didn't want to No, but in that jail. situation, uh, you know, again, he didn't care about her. There's the difference. He doesn't, he has no affection towards her whatsoever. He was thinking about himself. He was like, yeah. I'm not going to put myself in a compromising situation. I'm getting the hell out of here. But and here, but here's also the thing. Mindy knew about the whole situation. Is it Mindy or Mandy? It's Mandy. I'm pretty sure I'm it's Mandy, too. It's I was Mandy. trying to say Mindy, but I was I'm like, sorry. that doesn't sound right. It's Mandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but but she she knew about the whole situation. She put him in that situation. Whereas if they didn't know and she didn't know, it'd be one thing. And that's why. You know, she put him in that situation. Oh, and that's she knew why that they a- were going to go do a oh, robbery. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. she was she caught said, on guard, too. She, no. no, she said, oh, that's... I thought they were going to get beer. And she goes, oh, that's a code word. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the even, That's even worse. He, she put him in that position. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't put guys in that position. <laughs> Don't put anyone in that position. But I'm happy that he was smart enough to know, get out the freaking car and don't wait and drive. Don't don't stay there and allow it to happen because he would have totally been in trouble for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then that, oh, his life would have been over. Forget about it. Right. But yeah. he had just enough time to go get his tape <laughs> and get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the tape he always had on him. Oh, he had it on him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he carries he, it on him for whenever the baby's born. No, of course. I mean, you're... I think Slip's smart enough to do that. Of course he would. Uh, any other last thoughts about this episode? Lip, Monica. I know we've uh, we've kind of. I'm sure we've exhausted most of it. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's more to talk about that we haven't. Yeah, it was just but, an emotional. It's this was an emotional episode. It was. Yeah. I oh well. I, yeah. I can't even. Well, we'll predict what they're going to bring up. But um, why don't we head to a commercial? Mm-hmm. Then we'll do some news. We'll do. We'll talk about a shameless book that you guys will like. It's not a book about shameless, the show, but it's a shameless book. The adjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll do predictions for the season finale. Take us away, Ron. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What's up, guys? Speaking of co-workers I hate, <laughs> I did not properly introduce, apparently, my co-hosts. Or the show. That's okay. No, the show I did. Mistakes. Fans, rewind, because I definitely said season two of Shameless, episode 11, and I gave the title because I trans. I even had a whole transition about the title. Midway through the show, you did mention it. We appreciated that. Yeah. No, no, no. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie's going to be on my... Did I not introduce you? I certainly didn't. That I will admit, but I introduced the episode and the show and all that. You can't but, ask Ronnie because you pay me, so I gotta back see, you up, see. and, and I, we'll just watch it's the okay, tape Ronnie, together. Damn right, but Spicy, I got Spicy's go back. back so. No, 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 hey, Ronnie. Ro- but, but, but here's what we'll do. Here's what we will do. If Spicy was wrong, and I actually, in fact, did introduce the show, the season, and the episode with the episode title, Spicy's got to do something in the finale. <laughs> Oh. Um, regardless of whether you might have mentioned it later on or not, well, it was not our After Buzz introduction, so we apologize to you guys at home. But Phil's going to give it to And that's Spicy Mari complaining. <laughs> Dorinda Barker next to her, who is subservient. Ronnie Jr. in the booth, Hello. chiming in every now and then. Um, I might as well utilize my time on the intro to say I that think- the song that we all know and love is by The High Strung. Um, I think by next week's show for the finale, I'm going to try to pull some information on them. Obviously, an indie band that is, you know, making some waves through this great show. And I just think, personally, it'd be cool to get some info on them. So that's what I'll be doing next week. Yeah, as that we song get is in. awesome. I love the song. I can't get enough of it, really. So All right. And uh, so let's talk about a great book by Tucker Max called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Dorinda, you've read this. I've seen the movie. You've seen the movie. I've not- seen the movie. The movie's awful. I've read a first the first few pages of it and just reading the first few pages of it the book is I'm gonna let Spicy read the, uh, the, the book is a hundred times so, yeah, better than this read book the book is about um, it's, it's basically a chronicle of Tucker Max it's um, you know his life stories you know the, the writing itself is not great in terms of like if you look at it from a literary perspective but the actual hilarity of what goes on is pretty shameless and funny 
Yeah, uh, it has uh, Jeff Stoltz. Is it? He's uh, he's the lead on the Finder. And, You're uh, talking about the movie. I don't care movie. about the movie. I care about the book. You want me to read the back for those at home who haven't heard of this book? Just Yeah, sure. I, read the I first part. I hope they period. serve beer in hell. So this is what it's pretty much about. My name is Tucker Max, and I'm an asshole. I get excessively drunk at inappropriate times. I disregard social norms, indulge every whim, ignore the consequences of my actions, mock idiots and posers, sleep with more women that is safe or reasonable, and just generally act like a raging dickhead. But I do contribute to humanity in one very important way. I share my adventures with the world. There this you. is shameless all the way. It is shameless. <laughs> and you got blowjob stories. And it's a picture of him with a girl beside him and her face is cut out and it says, your face here. Like, insert your face right here. As By the way, girls do love girl sleeping. Be the girl I know with two him. of my college friends uh, that are girls, they have slept with him. What? what? Oh, he gets Both around. on the same night. No. Oh, well, that was that a... Because it was like a... No, I don't know. It could have been. <laughs> oh, he's like a wild child for sure. I mean, that, come on now. So You know people that have slept with him? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's... Again, I think you guys will enjoy it if you guys enjoy Shameless. So I yeah, figured I'd bring, I, in, uh, bring that into life. I just don't get it. But um, let me cue up my news and gossip <laughs> from my phone. It. I just don't. Is this... Is it, so it's based on the true story. It's his life. It's yeah. his life. Yeah. It's his life. All right, um, I know we're uh, kind of pressed for time, so Ronnie, want to get we get into news and gossip? Um, so uh, there's a uh, backstage news did uh, spotlight on young performers, and they did one on Emma Kenny, who is uh, she plays Debbie mm-hmm. on the show, and she's juggling acting and middle school. So um, oh yeah, that was a great uh, write up that they did because it gave all of the. Um, like background and her training, she said that she prepares uh, by studying Drew Barrymore and Rachel McAdams when she's trying to get prepared for her role. And you know what? Uh, you know, in having these, the rest of the cast kind of in here, they're always like, you know, she's so humble, she's so nice, and, and you really like to see that. You know, she, where this um, fandom or fa- um, fame isn't getting to her head. You know, and for the success of you know. Her, her longevity in this business that's that's important yeah it's it's not only that uh when shinola was here in the studio you know who plays v on the show she said that emma was the one and she was referring to her not not uh the older one um that she's the one who memorizes her lines before anybody yeah. so, she, yeah. so she's that serious about it which um i always <laughs> spicy always kind of talks with me about how she is really one of my favorite characters i just think there's so much but then i bounce around from her to lip and i mean they're just all so good i mean it is an ensemble cast but it's just, and they're all e- they're they're yeah. great. so seriously. So it's almost adorable as well. Yeah, she does. She does a great job. Well, we know Shinola juggles uh, shameless and watching forty TV shows a week. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have her back in here. Uh, so she's got her plate full. Whereas uh, Debbie, I think, is just focused on. Yeah, you know what? We were. I want to just go back real quick to something because you just reminded me of something when you said Shinola, and I was thinking about that whole scene again because it keeps popping into my head. That scene in the kitchen, which yeah, with the kitchen at Thanksgiving with uh-huh. Monica. Oh, okay. When she was trying to kill and herself. And V did nothing either, and she's a nurse. Nobody did. Nobody. Anything. Everybody was freaking Like the I hell was surprised out. about that. To to be honest with you, I thought she would have been the one to take yeah. the reins. So anyway, sorry. I, I that just came into my head. That's I was a thinking good about point. That. And uh, on that note, that is all the Afterbus TV news and gossip that I have <laughs> for this week. <laughs> Now, season finale time. Season finale time. Oh, oh my I don't, I don't like this. I don't like season finale time. I like it because I know there's a season three. Yeah. I hate the wait, though, for the next it's, season. Yeah. It's like, oh, would it hurry up and get here? Yeah. Plus, I like the people I work with. Well, we have... <laughs> I know. Well, we're going to have Laura in studio, so yeah. we'll have her. That'll be fun. Uh, but in terms of... Uh, I mean... Yeah, they this said, is really going to destroy our Sunday nights. This Shameless crew is so much fun, and I'm telling you, we get a lot of fun YouTube comments because, you know, the type of people that come to watch this show really mm-hmm. are, you know, like a lot of television programs will have a certain demographic. I think Shameless is really breaking that down. Yeah, I don't know. All sorts of different kind of people watch it. So 
Um, it's sort of a community, and we do appreciate it as a uh, further encouragement, as Phil always tells you as well. Uh, iTunes comments, we love it, and rate us. We would love uh, the best rating. I mean, you got two pretty ladies sitting there, so why don't you rate them for for their looks alone? <laughs> oh God, and no, please don't. And please that, don't. Back, back to shameless. <laughs> do not listen to him at all. <laughs> back, 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 didn't back, rate us for the show. Exactly. To, but I was gonna say they got looks and brains, so there you go. So they're beautiful girls. There you go. Phil, back to you. Boom. <laughs> all right. I was gonna. St- never mind. I was gonna go be shameless, but I'm not. Okay. Um, Did you say something about brain? Oh, no. I was somewhere else. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we have uh, Steve could stay or leave. It's, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of tease that. Yeah, I don't know like if... going to leave. I don't know if that's going to be a big thing. I don't know. No, because they did it last year. I think there's going to be... There's more at play there, but they fe- mm-hmm. I think, you know, with the teaser, they made a mistake thinking that we need that, which I don't think we do. No. It's kind of hard to predict that, like, what's going to happen next, though, because, I mean, it seemed like they... Well, Close we know a lot we know of things for us this episode. No, well, we know Fiona and uh, Lip. That whole thing has to get resolved. Uh, Monica, that still has yet to be resolved. Frank obviously is God knows where. Um, mm-hmm. We know that the the baby uh, Karen drops a bomb and she says to her mom, "It's me, either, it's me or the baby." Yeah, we saw that in the the preview. You know, so there's there's still a lot to be decided. But I think what everybody was the most shocked about was the fact that Karen and and Judy still the baby. We didn't. I don't know. I don't think anybody predicted that. No, I, don't think anybody I never saw that. I never saw on a that motorcycle happening with the newborn child. Oh, you're speaking about Sheila and Jody stealing the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sheila and Jody stealing the baby. Nobody predicted that. Uh, and I wouldn't even think that they were that irresponsible because the baby's a newborn and you're taking him out the hospital. But oh, and the foster families. <laughs> That's it. We didn't talk about that, but the yeah, foster they family, they said, no, no they, yeah, I'm not having Down they, syndrome, yeah. Asian baby. Do Asian. I have too nice of a heart sometimes? Because I thought, when we were all watching, I was like, oh, they're still going to adopt the baby. And Hell you guys, no. You guys no. were all... No, because... I honestly was like, they'll, they'll, I don't... I would. I thought they would have rose to the occasion, but they No, because we were... Didn't. I was just... Uh, uh, Spicy and I were talking about it right before right. we went on. And the thing about it is the reason they did what they did is they could have had a child that had uh, some kind of handicap. They could have had a child of a different race, but that's not what they wanted. And they wanted a perfect child. And I, I don't know. I mean, it could have been anything, but what they wanted was a perfect child. And, and they I, didn't get that. I have to say, I think ethnicity played a part in it as well. Yeah, because I, mean, I think what they thought they were signing up for was a little white boy and a little white girl having a baby. And so when it came out Asian, in addition to the Down syndrome, they're like, that's not what we paid for. Because at the end of the day, when you're buying a baby and you're not going through the normal legal adoption route, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're obviously trying to get a particular child. I think my predictions on that whole situation is who in this equation is going to be the most attached to that baby. I mean, obviously, we, oh, we, 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 are, so, we already on. saw it because, well, no. I mean, when she was taking that, when Sheila was taking the baby out of the hospital, she saw the camera. She looked right in the camera. Right. And stopped. Yeah. But, 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 and then, yeah, even the effect, obviously, Lip hates Karen now, but he in his mind has registered his, his mentality as far as, like, I'm going to father this child. I'm not yeah, saying but the child's Asian. Oh, I know. It's not I his. don't think That's so. No. Okay, then I'll, I'll, I've I'll, washed I'll, his hands. I'll spin it off and say more <clears> the <throat> effect that, that that moment will do. The, so I really want to see what Lip has on this finale. Oh, well, yeah. I also wanted to talk about, real, real quick, I know this is more, uh, we're, we're ending here, but um, we I had said a couple times earlier on in the season, I said maybe Fiona goes away once she gets, like, some money. You know, she could obviously date any guy that could take her away and whisk her away i don't know are we gonna see that happen with ian because he sure did look smitten he was he was very much in a different lifestyle he was in that beautiful condo uh right there in chicago and he did say when he came back he, he told fiona i'll come ba- i'm coming back for i would never miss thanksgiving oh, i don't know like oh, yeah yeah because Ronnie. yeah because yeah, harry hamlin i guess is gonna be in the next i don't know if he's gonna be in the next episode this one and the oh, next yeah. one as yeah. we as we had got that exclusive yeah and i don't back. yeah then then to have him they wouldn't have him in such a small role for yeah so for definitely this. set yeah. that up um that's a good prediction though to see that he might possibly leave the household for his lover I mean, I, he's I always wanted to kind of leave anyway. Yeah, like, he hasn't trying to escape. Yeah, because yeah. he so doesn't. Whether the army or whatever, like we like if. He was going to go to Iraq. Well, we say that with all these, all the, I was going to call them students, all of the people in the family, each one of them has an opportunity to maybe go away from the life that they've been given, but 
then you're kind of turning your back on your neighborhood. So it's just the question, which one will do it? Maybe oh, it might I be Ian. Oh, I think Ian would it be the first. Be, and I didn't Ian see that coming at all. Sure. So. For, yeah, Ian for sure. Because and that's he, why yeah. she goes to him and says, I need, that's why she goes to Lip and finally tells him that she does need him to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, nevertheless, we'll probably be wrong. But we'll be back <laughs> next week anyway to talk about how we were wrong. And Spicy's going to tell us how she's wrong next week, too, because yeah, I did we'll say all the things. Yeah, we'll see about that. We have a bet going on, y'all. <laughs> uh, it's not a bet. I mean, we could, I, we could find out today, too. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, send your hate mail over to... <laughs> Spicy underscore Madi. And that's on Twitter. Uh, Dorinda, where can they send love mail? Okay. <laughs> My Twitter handle is uh, at LulaCherryFilms. Oh, LulaCherryFilms. LulaCherryFilms. There you go. And Ronnie, where can we find you? Wait a minute. What about you? You're you're a grown up. I'm with giving a Twitter, you Twitter handle. Fine. You <laughs> we lost the privilege. We, do, we <laughs> lost the privilege. <laughs> we do this Your every show. Up. Back to Phil. <laughs> you can follow Ronnie at Ronnie. Junior Media. Junior Media. See, That's like, JR, not the, spelled out. You're Ronnie like, JR Media. You're, you're, you're getting it like Tam, right. Tammy does that for me. All right. Uh, you don't want to follow me because I will call the cops. So there you go. <laughs> you can uh, follow us at AfterBuds TV as well, folks. That's exactly. right. Great uh, show, you guys. Comment, rate. We, we love watching Shameless, and we know you like it too. Feel good job. Spicy, amazing job. Dorinda, amazing, you guys. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 2000. From Bing.com, oh God, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.